Blog Talk Radio. to say that everything is alright don't look at me that way Choose well, choose well, choose well, choose well. 
To your host, Akeem L. on Hindsight Radio. Got testimony here right now. The lady told she couldn't get a co-op in a certain place because they wouldn't even let Negroes, whoever they are, into that place. And she needed so much and so much money to get the co-op. Where are you, Miss Harris? And she tried, and so she started doing her inside work. And bless God, she got into that co-op, and not only that, she owns the largest share of any of the owners of that co-op. And here is the certificate. Well, bless your heart. They said that they weren't going to have any Negroes in there? That's right. What are Negroes? I don't know. <laughs> See, that's another thing. I have told you folks to stop calling yourself all kinds of names. The only color that I own is what? Green, baby. You folks can call yourself anything you want. Call me what? Green. I have told you folks time and time again that the only color of power in the American economy is what? Green. If you get enough green power, baby, folks won't care what color your face or anything else is. Well, anyway, Miss Harris, I'm glad that you've got into this co-op and isn't this wonderful this is her certificate and she owns the largest more shares than any of the other owners of that co-op all right be seated now and let's continue this study oh yeah i was talking about you folks calling yourself all kinds of different names what's the color Green. what's the color Green. now that's the only color i have in this church that's why I don't let them call me no black preacher. Don't you never call me no black preacher. I'm a green preacher. What kind? Green. Be careful how you identify yourself and always identify yourself with what you want. Now, black is beautiful, but green is the only thing that buys anything in the American economy. And I don't care how black you are, unless you've got some green. Shame on you. I have to tell you this again for the thousandth time because it fits in so nicely here. I'll never forget the first time I preached in New Orleans, Louisiana at the Rivergate Auditorium. For the first time, a Jewish associate of mine came down to the deep south to meet with me. And so before the meeting was out, I asked him to go outside before the crowd dispersed and, and get a taxi call and wait. did. So when we got to the hotel, he said, you know, I my first southern experience and I got to tell you what happened in the cab said when I went out and got in that cab holding it suddenly these thousands of black people began to pour out of the Rivergate Auditorium 
And the cab driver, who was a white gentleman, said, I wouldn't ride one of them in my cab for nothing. So he said, I replied to him, well, guess who's coming today? He said, well, there's one coming, but this can buy your whole fleet of cabs if he wants. To which the gentleman replied, well, I don't mind riding him then. What was the color? He didn't like black, but he liked what? Green. He wouldn't ride black, but he was glad to ride what? Green. Now it's interesting, when I, when I go to New Orleans, preach last couple of times I was there, they send a, a couple of police captains to my room, and they drive me from the hotel backstage inside the greenhouse. If you be something, do something, and have something, people will respect you whether they like you or not. And you see, that's another thing. You know, it's good for folks to like you, but most of all, you have to command what? Respect. You think you know how the world works? What if I told you the reality you know is one of many? This doesn't make any sense. Not everything does. Not everything has to. Through the mystic arts, we harness energy and shape reality. We travel great distances in an instant. How do I get from here to there? Study and practice. Here's the bit. There's a strength to him. But is he ready? Peace to the gods. Holding me, she want control of me 
mama sita Where you at? I've been trying to reach you So pull up, baby, can I see you? I'm down to meet you Holding me, she want control of me Mama sita we, we could bang, we could blow the speakers you could be my piece Anita, Senorita, Black Selena, Miss Anita. I can get you pink ice like it's Easter. Say your boyfriend, I still love Easter. You could take a pic at the Mona Lisa. And I like a big butt like Go Anika. Me and YG, that's the only feature. And she suck a nigga up when I say Eureka. We hit Cipriani's and Socialista. You can get wifey up for the weekend. On one with me, she on one with me. Holding on me, she want control over me She said, T-Raw, boy, you got everything Not everything, cause it's you that I need Mama Sita, where you at? I've been trying to reach you So pull up, baby, can I see you? I'm down to meet you Holding me, she want control of me Mama Sita, where you at? I've been trying to reach you So pull up, baby, can I see you? I'm down to meet you Holding me, she want control of me Soup on me, Pito Pitch got blown while I sip down Julio, no Patron. She bad in real life with no makeup on. Fashion over jeans, I can see the thong. My little essay, he from the third set. He keep it for the glass and the new essay. 20 bands of Vegas, ass with the jet set. And I'm on it with a bitch to set it. Me, my bitch, and a brother, Carlo. I swear he a narco. Jessica, turn on when it starts, though. I swear she all gas like uncle Just a cook, got that, got that heart though Got all the niggas in line, they march though Just a cut safe, heart though Just a cut fuck with her ass up arch though Mama Sita, where you at? I've been trying to reach you So pull up, baby, can I see you? I'm down to meet you Holding me, she want control of me Mama Sita, where you at? I've been trying to reach you so pull up, baby, can I see ya? I'm down to meet ya. Holding me, she want control of me. changing the nation. As usual, before I get into what I need to talk about, I just want to make sure y'all can hear me clearly. Uh, somebody tell me in the chat or text me, can you hear me? Um, just waiting on that to see if y'all can hear me or not. Um, can y'all hear? Can y'all hear? Uh-huh. Of course, they said I'm good, loud and clear. Thank you for that. Um, so I always got to check. You know, I'm paranoid because they mess with my show sometimes. But, you know, I, I, I can't be thinking like that because I tell you all to, you know, think positive, and that is a negative thought. But um, I got some powerful information to share with you all today. 
you know, I did a video on YouTube um, about the GPL style manual. Of course, that's the manual we use to help declare nationality through our national passport process. That's the, we use the page where it shows nationality. But that manual is so much more. It shows you how to properly style your paperwork, your names. I mean, it's, it's, it's uh, exactly how the government wants its paperwork to look. So I found an article or a, a periodical, something, I don't even know what to call it, but it's got so much information in it. I'm going to read that tonight uh, and talk about that, you know, because we know we're living in a fictional world, right? It's fiction. Although it seems real, because it, it, it's just like in the matrix. If you die in the matrix, the mind makes it real. That's what makes it real. The mind makes it real. And it reminds me of a story I told before, and some of you might have heard it, but I'm going to tell it again because it's fitting to this topic that I'm going to get into. When I was a young boy around seven or eight, my dad was taking me to, coincidentally, my father called me right before the show, like right before it started. He never does that. But um, I told him I saw the show. I'll call him afterwards. But we were, he was taking us to the barbershop, taking me and my brother to the barbershop to get a haircut. About, I'd say it was about seven or eight. But that night previously I had a dream, and it was a vivid dream. Um. And when I woke up, a question stayed in my mind that I couldn't get rid of. And it was, the question was, how do I know I'm not still dreaming? That was the question. What's funny about that question, I've seen like that movie. I actually watched the movie, uh, I think it was Inception, um, that movie, uh, the name of the movie, uh, what's his name, Leonardo DiCaprio is in the movie. And that was one of the things that brought up in that movie. But that was a question that I had in my mind because this dream was so real. It was a dream about some, um, I guess, they were soldiers, but they were from ancient times, and they had spears and everything, and they were marching on this castle about to attack this castle. And they were chanting something. I can't remember the chant. But they were marching and chanting, and just as they were about to attack, it, it, I woke up and I was covered in sweat. And I was like, it, I said, and then I, when I woke up, the question was, how do I know I'm awake? And then with that question came a series of other questions: How do I know this world is real? And I had that question stayed in my mind. And it, 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 and it was so strong that when I looked out at the world, I could somewhat see through buildings, like, in a way. In my mind, I could visualize just an outline, like a dark, you know, the white lines, and you could see through it, like, almost like an x-ray machine, but not quite. But because I couldn't get rid of the question. And I remember asking my father many times, I was like, this world isn't real. I don't believe this world is real. I think it's one. It's not real. I didn't say fiction because I, I, that wasn't in my vocabulary. And he was like, what do you mean it's not real? It is real. Look, look at everything. But I say, I, look at that building. I can kind of see through this building. 
And he was like, what are you talking about? You know, he just shrug it off as a, a child's banter or something. He didn't he didn't take this seriously. And this went on for at least a week or two. I was just I bothered my mother. I just kept talking about it, thinking about it. Then finally as time went on I gave up on the idea and just accepted reality as I saw it. You know, as it came to me. I just accepted. I what do you call it? I uh, I just conformed to the world and gave up on it until I got into this information and that dream came back to me. So it's like what we're dealing with today. We are dealing with a fictional world, a fictional government, fictional bills, but it only becomes real because when we look at these items, we accept it as real. We buy into it as real. They hand us a document, and like when you go and get your driver's license, anything, it's got these all cap letters on it, and say. And the first thing they ask you, make sure your name and address is correct. And we look at it; it's all everything's in all caps, and we say yes, it's correct. We never rebut that. We never say, wait a minute, this is not right. This is an all caps. This is not properly styled. Why do you not know about anything not being properly styled? Because you went to school under this current educational system, and the only job was to make you a factory worker, meaning make you have the desire to work for someone else. They weren't teaching you how to navigate law. They weren't teaching you how to navigate real-life situations. They will teach you in such a way to keep you dumb, to keep you ignorant, to make you a debtor, a.k.a. make you a slave. That was the goal. When people tell me education education doesn't work, I say, yes, it does work, because it's designed in a specific manner, and, yes, it's working perfectly. It is delivering the product that it was intended to deliver. No, it doesn't work for you because you have other aspirations. You want to be more than what they say you can be. You want to be more than working for someone. You want to have your own. You want to build wealth and leave something of, of a legacy of yourself for your family and generations to come. Right? That's what you want. I hope that's what you want. But you wasn't taught how to do that. You wasn't taught how to even be in a relationship with someone. The only relationship you was really taught was how to love white Jesus. And even then, they didn't even educate you properly on that. They just told you to have faith. That's all you need, believe. They didn't tell you that there was a recipe to faith and belief. There's other things that got to go on, go along with that. And everything I'm saying tonight is, has a lot to do with what I'm going to read. Because we are literally living in a fantasy world created by that old man behind the curtain, like in The Wizard of Oz. A weak group of people who are so fearful of your power that they have to give you illusions of their power 
to keep you in subjection to their power. See, these people are not really strong. They're weak. Anytime you have to oppress people means you're weak. You can't stand on your own. That you need to put other people down to uplift yourself. So my goal is to help you see that you are more powerful than they are. Not only are you more powerful, it's more of you than them that has created this system for you to be in subjection to. We can all take the mask off tomorrow if everyone just stopped complying. Bum rush the business, 20 people at a time, go into a business with no mask on. What are they going to do, turn away that money? No. They will conform to your dollar. Walk freely. What are they going to do, lock up the whole state? No. They can't. But because we've been taught through this education system to follow order, because that's all school is for, that's the only real education you remember. It's how they disciplined you. You don't remember the, the science, the, the reading, and the math. You don't really remember all of that. You remember, you know, the basics of it all, but you don't remember the deeper things of it because it wasn't intended for you to remember that. It was only intended for you to remember to walk in line, do as the teacher says, and not be disrespectful. Sit. So, what I'm saying tonight is, like I thought when I was a kid, the, the idea, remember, the truth is always closer to you when you're at a young age. That's why the Christ always said, be like this little child. Then you can enter the kingdom of heaven. What happened to me then, I had a revelation of what was real and what was not. I was closer to the kingdom of heaven because my mind was unobstructed from bad teachings at that time. And then eventually I conformed. That's why I said be not be conformed to this world by renewing the mind. So I have to now renew my mind and go back to the thoughts of a child like I was as a child to be able to enter to the kingdom of heaven. What is this kingdom of heaven? This kingdom of heaven is receiving the divine knowledge a full understanding of your full power and divinity. No matter who you are, you're a divine being here for a purpose. And your one main purpose is to remember your divinity. That's it. It ain't winning a court case. It ain't anything else but knowing what your divinity is and once you know what your divinity is, everything else falls into place. Everything else becomes simple, and it's easy. And what's funny is when this radio station started, we started off with birth certificates. And don't go into court and, and accept that name that they're calling you. But what was odd about that, what was always a problem for me with that, we, we, I would tell people to go into court and say, don't accept that name. Tell them, tell them I'm here for that matter. But that wasn't a true solution because it, we didn't have it written down what to do. We didn't have it in writing what to do. Now I have it in writing what to do, what to say and what not to say. 
And with the information I'm about to reveal to you tonight, you're going to have even more arsenal for your paperwork. See, sometimes things got to separate and force you to get clear understanding of something. You have to disconnect from things in order to get the revelation. I spend a lot of time alone. That's a lot. You know, my daughter is here. She does her thing with her iPad and stuff like that. But I spend a lot of time alone, and that gives me the privilege and the, the, the where I, things can just download easy to me. You know, but over the last month, I was I was in a cloud. I, I, maybe I was in a holding pattern with the information. And whenever that happens, I'm in a holding pattern. Things are being placed in order and built up for it to download. And I was on the computer the other day. I think it was Saturday. What was funny about Saturday, I was actually supposed to be doing something else on Saturday. Um. And I that didn't work out. And so I ended up just going on my computer and I said, Let me just read the GPO style manual. Just let me just I didn't never read it thoroughly so I, and then boom. I was actually wanting to do a video on something else and all of this information just unfolded, which caused me to do that video. And if I suggest you go watch that video because it actually builds on what I'm talking about tonight. It really does. What I'm going to go into tonight, it actually builds on that. Um, but tonight, I'm going to drop some some real knowledge on y'all, some real nuclear weapons for your paperwork. And you know, you guys know I'm not a guy who brags and stuff like that. So when I say nuclear, I mean it <laughs> when I drop it down. Um. So now we're back to this name, this all-cap name, and how it has enslaved us. And it really didn't enslave us. It was our accepting of the fact that that was us or not rebutting it that enslaved you. You're accepting it. Because whenever you get a bill and you read the back of it, if you dispute any portion of this bill, you must right to this such and such location. But see, in your mind, you're thinking the amount. You never think about the actual bill and how it's styled, your name, your address. You never think like that. You're just thinking, okay, well, the amount looks right. Oh, well, throw, it, throw that bill off to the side. Either you shred it or you put it in your file, right? But the bill is wrong from the very beginning. It's wrong. It's a fiction. It is a, a what it seems like it's you, but it's not. Remember I told you, there are 52 letters in the alphabet, 26 upper, 26 lower. Law is precise. And your proper name is in upper and lower. And even in their manuals, in any law book, whatever you find, they are teaching these people that, Proper names are to be spelled, first letter capitals, the rest of letter letters, all lowercase. Capitalized first letter. As you was taught when you went to school, that's the proper name. 
So what is this stuff they're giving you in court cases? All of a sudden, everything's in all caps. The name, the address. So what am I saying? I'll tell you what I'm saying. Let's start off like this, and then I'll break it down. Let's go through this. I put it in the chat, a link to this. And you know I had to search hell over. <laughs> I had to search deeply to find this, what I found. I had to. I went to all kind of spammy sites, everything. Because you know me, it's very specific information I'm looking for. And here's a suggestion when you're doing research. I do not like going to people's websites with their opinions and using that as my basis of information unless they are citing books and some law that I can go and reference. And in this case, this what I'm going to read is citing books that you can actually go buy for your, your library, you know, and, and use this. I suggest you get it, okay? I suggest you go get these books, all right? Now, one thing I want to tell you all, there, there is something that the, the GPO-style manual, they even get books to reference for their paperwork. The government does. And they say it where what it is. And I suggest every one of you go and get it. Which chapter am I in? Uh, let's go to Chapter 5 of the GPO manual. I don't have that. In, I'm going to put that link in there, but I'm not reading from this. It's just one thing I want to make a point of here. So I'm going to uh, put this in. So... I'll tell you the page in a minute. It's chapter five. And chapter five is, um, I'm hoping I'm right, it's chapter five. You know, I, I done read so much today and over the last week. Yes, it is. Chapter five, and it's spelling, the proper spelling of things. So in chapter five, 5.1, it says the GPO, which is the Government Printing Office Manual, uses Webster's. Third New International Dictionary as its guide for the spelling of words not appearing in the GPO style manual. Colloquial and dialect spellings are not used unless required by the subject matter or specially requested. The tendency of some producers of computer assisted publications to rely on the limited capability of some spell checking programs adds importance to this list. So, what they're saying. They're using the Webster's Third New International Dictionary as its guide for the spelling of words not appearing in the GP style manual. Now, when I went looking for this book, this, this, you know, I copied and pasted out of here, and I went looking for this dictionary. I got one coming. It'll be here in a week or a couple of days, actually, because I ordered it over the weekend, right? I'm always on a book, y'all. Now, there's several versions of this book, right? And I don't like the versions that they got. Now, they have the, the, the one that you need to get. I'm going to give you the link to it um, in the chat. It costs about 80 bucks. See, it, the real information is always expensive. I'll tell you all right now. <laughs> just, you know, save your, your, your money. Now you can get the Kindle version for fifty nine ninety five, and it's unabridged. The Webster's Third New International Dictionary unabridged, eighty three sixty nine, brand new. Okay, 
Now, I was able to go on Abe's book and find a copy and got that for about $12, but I got the older version on Abe's book. Um, let me see if I can, um, hang on, if I can get y'all where that is. The age book. I found the copy. Uh, I like to get the the older versions. I don't like the newer printed ones. That one that you see is a newer printed. It says it's the third new international dictionary. Um, but I like to get the ones you know the the the, the old ones because they like to play games with this stuff. And and it, the old one is uh it's a it's a brown looking book, and here it is. They, I think they got a few copies left. You might be able to get get one. They already got mine shipped out, uh, and it's only seven fifty nine. And then with shipping, but I guarantee you, <laughs> every time I recommend a book, all of a sudden it shoots up in price. So y'all better get it. They got about sixteen years of this this book, so sixteen of y'all can go and get it. Um, here's a link to this one, the age book copy. That's the original version of it. All right. So that's what they're using to do their spellings and stuff like that. So let's go to, I put the link in the chat. I'll put it in again because uh, I put so many links in there. This is where I'm going to be reading from now. All right. Okay. Here we go. And it's name in all caps is the title of it. Uh, Memorandum of Law on the Name by Gordon Warren Eppley. Many people are involved in diligent research concerning the use of all capital letters for proper names. Examples given, John Paul Jones. That's, visually, that's in all caps. As a substitute for John Paul Jones, visually, that's in upper and lower. In all court documents, driver's license, bank accounts, birth certificates, etc., is the use of all capital letters to designate a name, some special English grammar rule or style, is it a contemporary American style of English? Is the use of this form of capitalization recognized by educational authorities? Is this an official judicial or U.S. government rule and or style of grammar? Why do attorneys, court clerks, prosecutors, judges, insurance companies, banks, credit card companies, utility companies, etc., always use all capital letters when writing a proper name? Okay. What English grammar experts say, one of the foremost authorities on American English grammar style composition and the rules is the Chicago Manual of Style. The latest 14th edition published by the University of Chicago Press is internationally known and respected as a major contribution to maintaining and improving the standards of written or printed text. Since we can find no reference in their manual concerning the use of all capitalized letters with a proper name or any other usage, we wrote to the editors and asked this question. Is it acceptable or is there any rule of English grammar to allow the proper name to be written in all capital letters? For example, if my name was John Paul Jones, can it be written as John Paul Jones, all caps? Is there any rule covering this? The editorial staff of the University of Chicago answered, Writing names in all caps is not conventional. It is not Chicago style to put anything in all caps. For instance, 
Even if Gone with the Wind, which is in all caps, appears on the title page all in caps, we would properly render it Gone with the Wind in the bibliography. The only reason we can think of to do so is if you are quoting some material where it is important to to the narrative to preserve the casing of the letters. So with this expert, this editorial from the editorial staff is saying it's not conventional. It's not. So they really don't even know, well, why are these courts doing that? It must be some secret deal going on here that they have amongst themselves. We're not sure in what context you would like your proper name to appear in all caps, but it's likely to be seen as a bit odd. Law is extremely precise. Every letter, capitalization, punctuation mark, etc., in a legal document is utilized for a specific reason and has legal, i.e., deadly force, consequences. I'll repeat that. Law is extremely precise. Every letter, capitalization, punctuation mark, etc., in a legal document is utilized for a specific reason and has legal, i.e., deadly force, consequences. If, for instance, one attempts to file articles of incorporation in the office of Secretary of State of a state, if the exact title of the corporation down to every jot and title is not exactly the same each and every time the corporation is referenced in the documents to be filed, the Secretary of State will refuse to file the paper. So what they're telling you, and I know this to be a fact because I registered my corporations and stuff like that, and when something was off, they kicked it back. This is not right. And I know someone who works in a college, and it was building a list of the college students coming through the school, and it, it made it, it was easier for them to do everybody's names in all caps. They sent it off, and it was kicked back saying, you cannot type these names in all caps. So the government knows. The, the government actually told them, yeah, you know, the uh, when they get the Pell Grant thing, they sent all this list stuff. They know you have to redo this list. It can't be in all caps. So they know. They're saying it has to be properly styled. See, I've been gathering information for a long time, and I've been sitting on it. But I needed to have it all together, so I got it together for y'all. You see, they know. I knew about that whole incident with the college seven months ago. But before I can use it as an example, I had to have something to back it up. Nothing comes out of my mouth unless I can back it up. Nothing comes out of my mouth unless I'm prepared to put it pen to paper and fight with it. And that's what I'm doing. All right, here we go. This is because each time the name of the corporation is referenced, it must be set forth identically in order to express the same legal entity. The tiniest difference in the name of the corporation identifies an entirely different legal person. This is why we said, okay, if you set up an LLC or corporation, you want to get out of that and you want to make this stuff private, okay, write the same name, but put something else in there, maybe a period, a hyphen or something, that will make it different. And it's looked at as another legal person, okay? 
It's therefore, it is therefore eminently valid and possibly crucially questioned as to why governments, governmental courts, and agencies purporting to exist in some undefined, unproved manner within the jurisdiction of this state, all lowercase, insist on always capitalizing every letter, letter in a proper name, proper name. Mary Newton Bruder, Ph.D., also known as the Grandma Lady who established the Grandma Hotline in the late 1980s for the Coalition of Adult Literacy, was asked the following question. Why do federal and state government agency and department judicial and administrative courts, insurance companies, etc., spell a person's proper name in all capital letters? For example, if my name is John Paul Jones, is the proper at any time to write my name in John Paul Jones, all caps? Dr. Bruder's reply was short and to the point. It must be some kind of internal style. There's no grammar rule about it. So this PhD, this woman, is saying there is no grammar rule about it. It must be some internal thing going on. But let me go on. It seems that these particular grammar, grammar, grammatical experts had no idea why proper names were written in all caps. So we began to assemble an extensive collection of reference books authored by various publishers, governments, and legal authorities to find the answer. What English grammar reference books say? Manual on Usage and Style. That's the actual name of the book. One of the reference books obtained was the Manual on Usage and Style. I actually ordered that today. Uh, got the uh, Kindle edition, and I got the, the audio version of it, too. Eighth edition has been uh, 1878674511-X. I'm going to tell you that's not the whole ISBN, so just do the title and you'll get it. Published by the Texas Law Review in 1995, Section D, Capitalization. Paragraph D, 1, Section 1, States. Always capitalize proper nouns. Proper nouns, independent of the context in which they are used, refer to specific person, places, or things. Example given, Dan. So Dan is spelled capital D, lowercase a, and n. Austin, capital A, Austin. Rolls-Royce, capital R and R, Rolls-Royce. Everything else, lowercase. That's properly styling the name, okay? Anything else is not properly styled. Anything else is not correct. It's, it's a misnomer. It's fake. It's a fiction. Okay, paragraph D3, section 2 of section D states, capitalize people, state, and any other terms used to refer to government as a litigant. Example given, the people, lowercase, all lowercase dub, peoples is the capital P only case. The state's argument, state is capitalized, the letter S is capitalized. But do not capitalize their words used to refer to litigants. Example given, the plaintiff defended Manson. So you don't capitalize the, the, the plaintiffs or the, litigant, the litigants. They have them in all caps. So they, they're breaking their own rules. Even no attorney, judge, or law clerk in Texas has ever read the recognized law style manual that purports to pertain to them or the act is deliberate violation of the rules for undisclosed reasons in either ignorance of the law, ignorance or violation. In quotes, ignorance of the law is no excuse. 
One violating the law he enforces on others is acting under title of nobility and abrogating the principle of equality under law. So, hit, hit, I just gave you. So, what this is saying, if they're putting your name in, in all caps, they are acting under title of nobility, which is listed in the Constitution as one of your rights. No one, no title of nobility. Okay? Of law, they continue to write plaintiff, defendant, the state of Texas, which is the state of Texas is in all caps. So let me help you all out with this one. When you look at the first constitution of any state, it'll tell you how it's supposed to be styled, right? And most of them will say this state shall be styled the state of Texas, but it'll be up and lower. But all of a sudden, when you go to court documents, it's styled the state of Texas, all caps. So if their styling is incorrect, uh, incorrect according to the what the Constitution says, that's a fiction. You're not dealing with the real court. And you have to rebut that and challenge that and say this court lacks jurisdiction because the state of Texas is not properly styled. Pursuant to such and such constitution section, such and such, which says the state of Texas shall be styled this way. And then when they get to your name, this court lacks jurisdiction because the proper party is not being addressed. The proper name is, my proper name is this, but not this. So therefore, this court lacks jurisdiction over the name, the proper name, which would be my name. King Barber up and lower. Now, y'all do know when you challenge jurisdiction, they have to answer that. And you can challenge this jurisdiction any stage of the game. See, it's always about jurisdiction. It's never about all these other BS arguments that people want to take it down. Oh, the note's been switched up. It's this, it's that. No, it's about jurisdiction. They never had jurisdiction because simply they served a name that doesn't even exist. They serve the party. You don't. You and that party is not the same. The name is not the same. The address is not the same. If it's in all caps, it's not properly styled. It's not you. And you must rebut that. You must say, this is not me. In writing, not going in there yelling that out in the courtroom, they're not going to hear you. Know why they can't hear you? Because you are in proper form. They are not. Fictions can't hear real life. They can only deal in the fictional world. That's why they ignore you in the courtroom. But if it's in writing and you're rebutting that, right out the gate, don't answer. Motion to dismiss, and here's why. This case is not properly styled. And then I would throw in some questions. I need a more definitive statement. What is the state of Texas? All caps. What is the state of Texas? Upper and lower. I have them define both of those. You can do that. <laughs> I need it because I need to know what party I'm dealing with. They will never answer that. I promise you they will never answer that. Okay. 
And proper names of parties are in all capital letters on every court document. The Elements of Style. This is another book. I'm giving y'all books. Another well-recognized reference book is The Elements of Style, fourth edition, written by William Strunk Jr. and E.B. White. Actually, that's the book I got, that book. I'm sorry, I didn't get the other one. It's this one. Published by Allen and Bacon in 1999. Within, within this renowned English grammar and style reference book is found only one reference to capitalization located within a glossary at proper noun page 94, where it states, the name of a particular person, Frank Sinatra, up and lower, place Boston, up and lower, or thing Moby Dick, which is styled, up and lower, proper nouns are capitalized. There's an obvious and legally evident difference between capitalizing the first letter of a proper name as compared to capitalizing every letter used to portray the name. The American Heritage Book of English Usage. The American Heritage Book of English Usage, a practical and authoritative guide to contemporary English, published in 1996 at Chapter 9, Email Conventions and Quirks, Informality, states, hang on, y'all, so it might be, give me one second. Somebody said, my voice is muffled. All right. Can y'all hear me clearly? Everybody else? Um, Am I good enough? Hold on. That better? All right. Good. All right. Let's go back. All right. States, to give a message special emphasis, an emailer may write entirely in capital letters. A device email is referred to as screening. Some of these visual conventions have emerged as a way of getting around the constraints on data transmission that now limit many networks. Here's a reference source within contemporary modern English that states it is of an informal manner to write every word of specifically, specifically an electronic message, a.k.a. email, in capital letters. They say it's screaming to do so. By standard definition, we presume that is the same as shouting or yelling. Are all judges as well as their court clerks and attorneys shouting at, shouting at us when they corrupt our proper names in this manner? If so, what happened to the decorum of a court if everyone is yelling? Is the insurance company screaming at us for paying an increased premium on our policy? This is doubtful after any standard generalization, even though specific individual instances may indicate this to be true. It is safe to conclude, however, that it would also be informal to write a proper name in the same way. Does this also imply that those in the legal profession are writing out Christian names informally on court documents? Are not attorneys in the court supposed to be specific, formally writing all legal documents to the letter of the law? If the law is at once both precise and not precise, what is its significance? Credibility and force and effect. New Oxford Dictionary of English. The New Oxford Dictionary of English is published by the Oxford University Press. Besides being considered the foremost authority on the British English language, this dictionary is also designed to reflect the very language is used today through example sentences and phases. We submit the following definitions from the 1998 edition. Proper noun, also proper name. Now, noun, a name used for an individual person, place, organization, spelled with an initial capital letter, e.g., Jane London in Oxford, 
That's all upper and lower. Name now one, a word or set of words by which a person, animal, place, or thing is known, addressed, referred to, my name is Parsons, John Parsons. Kalkwasa in the German name for lime water. Verb two, identify my name. By name, give the correct name for the dead man has been named as John McIntosh. Phrases three, in the name of, bearing of using the name of a specified person or organization. A driver license in the name of William Sanders. From the Newbury House Dictionary of American English, published by Monroe Allen Publishers, Inc., 1999, name in one, a word by which a person, place, or thing is known. Her name is Diane Daniel. First letters capitalized. We can find absolutely no example in any recognized reference book that specifies or allows the use of all capitalized names, proper or common. There's no doubt that a proper name to be grammatically correct must be written with only the first letter capitalized with the remainder of the word in a name spelled with lowercase letters. U.S. Government Style Manual, the, the, the one I've been reading to you guys. In the spelling and usage of proper name defined officially by U.S. government, yes, the United States Government Printing Office in their stock manual, March 1984 edition, the most recent edition published as of March 2000, so that tells you how old this article is, provides comprehensive grammar style and uses for all government publications, including court and legal writing. Chapter 3. And the chapters haven't changed because in chapter, no, it's chapter 4 now. Okay. Chapter 3, capitalization at Section 3.2 prescribes rules for proper names. Proper names are capitalized. Examples given are Rome's, Brussels, John, McAdam, McAdam family, Italy, Anglo-Saxon. So those are all properly styled, meaning the first letter of the name is capitalized. At Chapter 17, court work, the rules of capitalization. So in Chapter 17, it says court work. The rules of capitalization as mentioned in Chapter 3 are further reiterated. 17.1, court work differs in style from other work only as set forth in this section. Otherwise, the style prescribed in the preceding sections will be followed. So what it's saying, other than what they say you need to do, it needs to be done exactly as it was prescribed in the previous chapters. Okay. After reading section 17 in its entirety, I found no other references that would change the grammatical rules and style specified in chapter 3 pertaining to capitalization. I did the same thing. I, could, I, I went through the whole thing the other day. It didn't change. At section 17.9, the same official U.S. government manual states, in the titles of cases, the first letter of all principal words are capitalized, but not such terms as defendant and appealee. So they're telling you. What is this saying? Let me, let me read this again. In the titles of cases, the first letter of all principal words are capitalized, but not such, such terms as defendant and appealee. So what they're saying is, say my name, Akeem Barber, defendant, right? Defendant is supposed to be in lowercase. 
and my name is supposed to be properly styled Akeem, capital A, Barbara, capital B, only. That's what it's saying, so if you got confused there. This wholly agrees with Texas Law Review Manual as usage and style, as referenced above. Examples shown in Section 17.12 are also consistent with the aforementioned Section 17.9 specification. That is, all proper names are to be spelled with capital first letters, the balance of each spelled with lowercase letters. All right? I could keep going on and on with this. What I'm going to do, I'm going to take a short break, and um, I will be right back. Today's lesson is titled, The Enemy Fixer. And I'm sure some of you have got some folks that you want to fix. Some of you think that somebody's got you fixed. Said, no, Reverend Ike, I don't believe in all of that superstition. Yes, some of you who don't believe in that kind of superstition, you're believing that you're star-crossed. <laughs> well, we're going to get rid of all of this enemy business and all of this opposition business right now with this lesson which I call the enemy fixer how to stop enemies and opposition there are two texts which we're going to read at this time from the lips of Jesus St. Matthew the 10th chapter and the 36th verse these are the words of Jesus St. Matthew 10 36 I'm going to read and I'm going to have you repeat it after me as I shall read a man's foes shall be of his own house. Now let's stop here for a moment. What is a man's house? A man's house is his mind. So say with me, my house is my mind. Now, I know that's a revelation to some of you. Some of you think that your house is at 1020 Walton Avenue. I mean, even the physical house that you live in, I've got news for you. The material house that you live in is really in your mind. The house that you live in is in you. With that in mind, let's transliterate the words of Jesus. A man... All right, I'm sorry to interrupt that. <laughs> I know that was good, but he's right. The physical house is only in your mind. Same with the court documents. It's only in your mind. They present these documents to you as if they're real, and you accept them. Do they have real consequences? Yes, once you jump into their jurisdiction. But most people don't even challenge jurisdiction right out the gate. What they do is they want to get right into the fight. Oh, this is, I didn't, you know, that y'all did all of these illegal things and that's this, that, and the other. Why would I do that? First, we need to get established if this is the proper party in this courtroom. You got this paper styled all caps. That's definitely not me. 
my proper name is this, and I know it works because you guys heard on this show a few weeks ago when I said I did that for someone. I read the actual uh, response on the air, and the prosecutor was like, oh, I need time to respond. And he still hasn't responded, which I know he's not going to respond. See, that's what I want. I want to back him off and leave him in limbo. Let it, leave me alone. I'm not looking to go to court every week, every other month to fight these people. That's why I don't get into involved in those little other arguments because for the track record has showed me everybody who's tried those arguments keep going back and forth to court, blah, blah, blah. I want to hit a whole run right out the gate. Grand slam. And if you can't identify me as the proper party, then we don't have a case. And that's the issue. Most of you are trying to look at these YouTube cowboys who claim they know what they're doing, and they don't have any proof to back it up. Nothing. Not one case that they can subscribe to um, that that they want. And that brings me to another point I got to make, but I'm going to make that a little bit later. It has something to do with the passport. Someone said you need to fill out a certain paperwork to be a national. I'm like, did you even read that paperwork? See, people regurgitate what they hear, not what they actually read and studied. I study. I read. And before I get on the air and read it, that means I have read it several times before I even talked about it. I have to get a full understanding of what I'm about to talk to you about. And this is the only way you guys are going to get right knowledge. You don't have to read this stuff. A lot of you are depending on someone to do something for you and hoping this, and then hoping it works, like throwing it up against the wall, hoping it sticks. I don't like that. I like when I walk in being full confident that I'm going to walk out there with a victory. And my victories look like this. Oh, we'll send you something, and it never comes. There's people I've worked with right now where they put cases off for two, three years, and you know that's not a speedy trial. And now with this information I just gave you guys, they're not going to know what to do with it. These courts are not ready for y'all when y'all go back into these courts and they open back up. They're not going to be ready when y'all start hitting them with this. Any cases y'all got open, first thing you need, oh, hey, wait a minute. I just realized you guys got my name in proper. I need this corrected. And they can't correct it. Okay? I, I'm not going to go back into reading the rest of the document. The next one is grammar, punctuation, and capitalization, and actual aeronautics and space administration. It's just more examples of how the courts are operating outside of their own rules. They're not styling their own paperwork right. What it is, let me just help you understand what they're doing. They know they can't get you a, divine, a, a being under the divine direction of God into the courtroom. An entity cannot sue a, a, a natural person, if you will, for lack of a better term. So what they do is they create an alter ego of you, and they 
style of paperwork in, pay, in, in, in all caps, and then they call this name. Is Akeem Barber in it? Akeem Barber. They yell this name out in the courtroom. Now, they're not referencing the style, but it's your point. It's your job. Oh, excuse me. I, I, I just want to be clear about something. You said Akeem Barber, but how is that styled on the paper? Is it in all caps? Upper and lower, can you explain that to me uh, before I can say whether that's correct or not? See, there's my opening. They got to answer you. What do you mean? They're going to play dumb. Is it in all caps or not? They, uh, they're going to have to say yes. Oh, it's in all caps. That's not properly styled. That's not my name. My name is Akeem Barber, styled, capital A, lowercase K-I-E-M. Barber, capital B, lowercase A-R, B-E-R, lowercase. So uh, at this time, I like to put in the motion to correct the case caption to the name being properly styled before we move forward. They can't do it. Or I'd like to put in a motion to dismiss this because the, the party is not properly uh, adjoined to this case. Simple. What are they going to say? You know you can do an open motion in the court verbally, right? Because some of y'all don't have time. Y'all might have court tomorrow. And y'all don't have time to, to write up something to put in the case. But those of you who have time, I suggest you put something to that effect on that paper. And I know I'm going to get a bunch of emails. Akeem, can you help me do this? Oh, yes, of course, for a price. Nobody's getting nothing from me from, for free, nothing. I'm sorry. It's going to cost you. Call me what you want, but my time is valuable. All right? It will cost. It might cost you a little. It might cost you a lot, but it's going to cost you. Um, and I have feel no shame about that, okay? So I gave you all some examples briefly on how to hit a tactics. And I actually... To, to tell y'all the truth, y'all don't need me to put nothing together. I just gave it to you. Go back and listen to the show over and over. But Jesus even said, I tell you guys straight up, and y'all can't, y'all won't see it. And if you can't see it, that means your spiritual connection to your divinity is missing. Because this is all spiritual. If you can't put this pen to paper yourself, this is not to put you down. This is to get you to relook at your spirituality. Because I connect everything to spirituality. I gave you all the keys. Actually, the answer is in this document. It is. The answer is there. It's all written out for you. Go back and read it. And what I suggest you do, sometimes it takes a little nudge to get you into that spiritual mood. There's a reason why they call alcohol spirits. Go get you some whiskey or whatever you drink. Take a sip of it before you study. I'm not saying get drunk. Just enough to get you into the spirit. Before I started this show, I just had me some whiskey sitting over here. I drank a couple of sips of it. And that's just to open me up. Open me up to the to the to the divine information. Because I didn't script out this show. I said I'm gonna read this thing on the air. I didn't script it out. Some of y'all think I sit there and I write all this stuff out. The Bible says 
do not worry about what I'm going to say, what you're going to say. I will give you the words in that very hour. And I live by that. I never have to worry about what I'm going to say because I know that it's going to come to me when I need to say it. It's better than any preparation that I can ever do. When I'm speaking directly from the download from my ancestors through the divine mind, the mastermind. You see? Now, we're, and I'm telling you, everything, don't just look at the name, look at the address. It's in all caps. That's not your address. That is not in proper form. And you need to be rebutting that, sending it to these credit cards. Hey, you didn't properly style this. To, I don't know what address this is, but this ain't my address. Whenever you get a start, even when you start a new loan or anything, at first they say, if you will, is any, any errors on this document, write to such and such and such and such and such. Okay? Y'all have the answers. Now, if y'all need me to clarify and y'all want to compensate me to help you get it going, I'm open to help. All right? Um, it is 8.15. If anyone has questions, press the one button. Either I'm just giving the information so clearly that everybody understood they have no questions, or they're messing with the phone lines again where I, people can't press one. If you can't press one, uh, while y'all get ready to press one, I want to address something real quick. And this is something that uh, is a little bit off topic. Just close to being on topic. And someone put this in my own, in my own, as a comment on my uh, YouTube. So they said, do not fill out the DS-11 form. If you want to be an American national, DS-5504 is the correct form. So let's look at the DS-5504. You know, never say anything to me and think I'm just going to run with it. So I, you know, I, I didn't I discount this guy right away, but uh, let's look at the DS-5504. Let's look it up. 5504. Um, make sure I got this correct. DS is a passport right to this site. So what is this form? It's an application for U.S. passport, but it's the one for corrections, name change within one year of passport issuance, and limited passport holders. So can I use this form? It's very at the top of the form. I can tell this dude didn't even read this thing. You know, people say things, and they don't even read it. And it says, can I use this form? And it says here, have, I have changed my name less than one year since my most recent U.S. passport book and or U.S. passport card was issued, and my U.S. passport book and or U.S. passport card is less than one year old. So if you say yes to that, boom, you check off yes. Right or no. My identifying information in my most recent U.S. passport book and or U.S. passport code was printed incorrectly. And you say yes or no. If it was printed incorrectly, you could say no. Now, in a way, you could say, well, you guys don't have my name properly styled. And it's incorrect. You can do that. 
So, and it has to be done within one year, right? You can send this in. I can see where you can use it for that after you get your password. They send it in all caps, and you, within one year, you can say you guys printed this wrong. It's in all caps and see what happens. I've never tried that, so I can't speak on that. So it's a yes or no. Or my most recent U.S. passport, which was limited to two years or less for a reason other than multiple losses or a seriously damaged mutilated passport, yes or no. So this guy didn't read this. So you, you got to do a DS-11 first to even do this form. So the proper way to do American National is to, uh, hang on, what? Hold on. Hold on, y'all. I'm sorry, y'all. <laughs> that was my son knocking on the door. I didn't hear him. Um, yeah, so you got to do a DS-11 in order to do this form properly. All right? So hang on a second. I'm going to tell him something. Yeah, all right. Yeah, he borrowed my truck, so he's bringing it back. All right, I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, yeah, so you got to do a dish 11 to do this form. So um, if you answer no to all of the three statements above, stop, you cannot use this form. So, and even for you to use this form, you have to do a DS-11. So back to the drawing board. DS-11 is the way to get it become an American national through the Department of State. That's it. All right? So, no, they, they, listen, jump ship, they never was shut down. Y'all got to read. Y'all, y'all don't read. Y'all listen to the news and let them tell you it was shut down. No, they were just taking a long time doing passports, and they were not doing expedited passports. No, they were not shut down. People are still, they're still processing passports. They just was going to process them on a the standard way. And it was going to take a few months longer than usual. People got their passports while the pandemic was going on. I know of two people who've gotten it, but they had processed their passport around February, March. This got them back in July. So, yes, you can still process it. And I just read something recently that they were going to be opening back up some more. So expedited might be on the table again. I don't know for sure. Uh, go to their website, and it'll tell you what they're doing. Read the, uh, those things um, thoroughly. You know, the news is not a good place to get information. They give half-truths in the news. They don't give you the whole story. All right? So uh, I think I had some other questions I need to answer. Because um, I told people if they send me emails, let's see. If there's another question, still nobody got their hand up. Um, after this question, no hands up. Y'all can, uh, I'll see you guys next week. Um, I think I gave y'all a lot to go uh, look over today. Um, let's see. No, that's not a good question. 
Let's see. I have some questions. All right, no. Oh, you know what? One question. Those of you who have purchased that uh, explanatory statement on my site, y'all always ask me the question: Do y'all have to change out the constitutional statement? No, you don't. You can leave it. You can change it if you want to, but it's not necessary. Remember, you're dealing with a federal agency, and they are required to um, give full full faith and credit to judicial acts of all states. Remember, they have handling passports from every state around. It doesn't matter which constitution you use to support your thing. Now, it would be nice if you wanted to go do some study and find something that works for your paperwork and you want to switch it out, by all means, take it out. And also, the copyright image that's on that page, take it off, okay? I have it copyrighted, so when I send it to you in its original form, you know it's authentic. It's coming from the right party. You know, I got people who are taking my thing and giving it to other people, and the copyright is still on it, and they was under the assumption that it was that person's paperwork. I said, no, look up that, that registration. That's attached to me. All of my stuff is registered, okay? Everything, hindsight, my even my name is federally registered, Okay? No one can use that. Now, I got one more step to that federal registration to do, and that is to get it over to Border Patrol so that anything commercially coming through anywhere, courtroom, it's going to be in the system. Who's telling y'all to do that? Nobody. Now, thankfully, I'm part of a a good group of guys who we share information. And then one of my uh, friends, he shared that with me, that, that I need to do that. Y'all need to do it too. But once I got all my stuff complete, my name is federally, federally registered as my property under ecclesiastical uh, law. Yes. <laughs> Done. Um, I had mentioned it to in the private. See, these are the information y'all get in the private group when I, I break all this stuff down to you guys. And people that I work with on cases, I tell them to do that. You know, if you're working with me closely and I need to get you out of some hot water, we start working and building up a wall around you, you know, so as you're going into the courtrooms, I, I'm very systematic about what I do, okay? Under the divine direction of the mastermind. Wow, y'all all jumped up here. Y'all, y'all ain't going to let me off tonight, huh? <laughs> I was with away from the screen. I got all these calls, everybody. Why Border Patrol? Because Border Patrol uh, protects uh, registered property owned by the owner. Anything that comes through those ports, y'all know those courtrooms are ports, right? Okay. Uh, I ain't going to get into all of that. It has to be verified that they can do business with it. And who is using the name? And who owns it? That's why they can put your name in all caps and get away with it because no one has claimed it is theirs. Now, if I claim that, hey, wait a minute, did I give y'all permission to try to extract money from me? Nah. How do y'all get to make money off money? And I'm not getting a piece of the action. And I can prove to you that that's right. In New York, 
you do a certificate of designation to that name. Anybody who files a claim against the name, they got to pay a fee to the Secretary of State, and you've got to get half that fee. I have that done too. Now, thankful to my previous crew I worked with who gave me that information. I'm always willing to give credit where credit is due. I never steal people's thunder. I don't mind saying where I got the information from. Yeah, that's where I got it from, and it's and it's and, it, and it's a good thing to do, you know. All right, let's go to four four two four seven. Hey, greetings, Akeem. Peace to the God. Greetings, How's everybody how are you? tonight. Good. This I'm is doing Elise great. From Ad- how are you? I'm uh, from Atlanta. Uh, great call tonight, and last week was really special too. I just want to let you know I appreciated last oh, week. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. Just a couple couple of things, uh, just to let you know and everybody else know that I got my passport this week, passport card oh. and the paperwork. Yeah, it did come in. How long did it I, take? How long did it I take? I submitted mine April 11th. So, yeah, it's taking a while, right? Yeah. yeah. But you got yeah. it. So, yeah, I got it. They, so you proved that they are processing passports yeah. regardless of COVID-19, right? Absolutely. Okay. Right. Absolutely. And uh, my power of attorney came back as well. Um, I'm glad you got that file. Some people are having a hard time with that. Yeah, you, you, you should be thankful. <laughs> so, yeah, I yeah. am. I got that before I got the passport. So uh, yeah. passport is like, yeah. come on, come on, come on. Uh, but I will be yeah. uh, setting up a consult with you. I have been in touch okay. with uh, Al. Yeah. Yeah. And so okay. I just need to move forward with that. So I'm excited about with that. The trust. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Had a question okay. about the Social Security card uh, during the right. seminar that we had with you uh, back in uh, March in Charlotte. I filled yeah, it out. Yeah, the last one I did. Yeah. Yeah. All it did the fan, right. <laughs> Line number 18, I've got everything filled out. Line number 18, your relationship mm-hmm. to the person in item one, which is Halise, is, and then I check the box other, and then uh, the uh-huh. line, there's a word specify, see attached, and I'm thinking that's where I attach Put your the, explanatory statement. Bingo, okay. I just yeah. wanted to make yeah. sure. So I want to go ahead and get that done as well. Right. You attach your explanatory statement. You don't want to identify yourself because that's not you, you know. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the corporate entity they created, you know. So, so yeah, you, you, that's where your explanatory statements come in. And be mindful that you want to take passport out of it and make it the SS5 application. Oh, right, right, you in the header. That? Right, in right, the right. header, yeah. And some people forget. Yeah. They just leave everything. I know. And, and, you know. Yeah, so I just, you got to make those changes, yeah. Because we have to do that for the driver's license as well. Same thing, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now, speaking of driver, when you do your driver's license, when, I, this is, when you get your card back, there's going to be a letter with it stating is everything correct. So what I want you to do is write a rebuttal letter now saying everything is not correct. My, my name is not in proper form. Rebut that immediately. Now, 
I don't expect them to change it, but at least okay. you'll have that on the record that you rebutted it. You see what I'm saying? I did. I'll when we do our competition, I go in depth with it a little bit okay. more. When we do the competition, okay. plus when we do our, you're part of the membership, so when I do the uh, the monthly meeting, mm-hmm. I go in depth about that part. By that time, okay. I'll have some stuff put together to really hammer this thing home. Actually, I'm about to get with an attorney who's part of this other group that I'm with, and we're going to draft something strong. So, okay. Um, well, former attorney. He's not an attorney anymore, but he, he knows how to properly do the paperwork. But anyway, okay. uh, anything else? Any other questions? Uh, well, I got my uh, driver's license tag renewal. I got a birthday in a couple of weeks. It's only a dollar because right. I'm a veteran, and I said right. I didn't want to go and stand in line six feet apart to pay a dollar. So I said I would go right. online. But when you go online, they mm-hmm. ask you for your driver's license number. And so I was right. like, mm. so anyway, I'm going to have to go in. That's not a big deal. That's yeah, deal. and sh- show them my passport. My right. passport well, card. I mean, that's really not a big deal because it's the you're paying a dollar for the license plate, right? Mm-hmm. Just a tag, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's not, if you put that in, that's not going to hurt anything. Not oh, okay. Hurt. If I did do it online mm-hmm. or, okay. No. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. I wouldn't Great. go through all, all that right. trouble for that, no. All right. Let's do it online. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Okay. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. Mm-hmm. Either what happened? They don't see they play with the phone lines again because I had five people on and three of them just dropped as I was ready to pick the next caller. So I don't know what happened. Oh, I'm gonna try to see if they'll put the okay. Somebody came back. All right, seven eight six five nine seven. Hey, how can you? How you doing, sir? I'm doing all right. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I just um. Everybody else, about, press that one if y'all want me to call on you. Press one. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I want. Um, I just talked to Al. Um, he sent me a message to the to the to my full-time now uh, concerning the trust setup. Um, he just telling me that things mm-hmm. are taking a bit more time because of the the COVID thing, but everything is still yeah, yeah. um yeah copacetic. Um. Uh-huh. Me personally, I, I had to file for like um, unemployment because because of this whole pandemic thing. But I realized right. that um, that that child support issue, I still had to deal with that because right, right now they took half of the, of the unemployment. So they just telling me that that's something need to be addressed because they really don't care yeah. what's going on. So yeah, you got to address about, that. You got to go at yeah, yeah. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I was I was thinking of doing a, a subthematic jurisdiction uh, motion, but my case is not. Well, it is jurisdiction, not subject matter jurisdiction. It's personal jurisdiction. Oh, personal jurisdiction. They have okay. jurisdiction over the matter, the subject, but they don't have jurisdiction over the person. What I'm trying to tell you, all of that stuff is styled with your all cap. So you have to raise jurisdiction that they never properly served you in your proper name. Oh, correct. The yes. entity is not you. You have to put something together to rebut that. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, after looking at the material that you that you shared, I was like, okay, I I I think I see an angle how to go about it. 
um, right. to get that get that get that working. All right. That's Thank why you. I read everything tonight. It's all about that. Yeah. That's all it's about. <laughs> all right. Personal yep. jurisdiction. All, all right, right man. got you. Thank you. Uh, all right. All right. All right. I'll be people they didn't come back. So, all right, y'all. Thanks for tuning in to another, I think, was a great learning and educational show for you guys. I would suggest you go back and listen to the show a few more times and start putting that pen to the paper. All right. Um. With that being said, I am going to leave y'all with some Reverend Knight. And I'll be gone. All right, peace. Saints, you all forgive me. Take what you can and leave what you can't. That word is from the Bible, too, by the way, I'd have you know. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to just make some announcements. I'm sorry. We got Thursday's show, Jessica and Tasia's Divine connection show um that's coming up and then sunday we had our first show on uh, sunday uh with the uh homeschooling so that's every sunday at 7 p.m with Bathsheba. so tune into those shows uh, very good show if you go to archives and listen to the shows and for that first show all right there you go peace saints you all forgive me Take what you can and leave what you can't. That word is from the Bible, too, by the way, I'd have you know. Listen. You don't have to wait for the church. And I'm going to urge you from this moment on, stop waiting for the church. That's the pro- one of the problems with the church. They are in a hold mode. They've got God on hold. God is saying, I want to give it to you now. Now faith is. Hey, I'm winding up now. I've got about 10 minutes. I've got to do a little preaching too. What does, what does the book of Hebrews say? Now faith is. But the church has got God on hold. They've got blessings on hold. They've got prosperity on hold. They've got money on hold. They've got heaven on hold. They've got Jesus on hold. And yeah, he's coming back someday. They got him on hold. They are behind excitement, way over there in Revelation. I, John, saw the heavenly city. Already saw it. You waiting for it. You're hoping for it. But I, John, I've seen it already.
are gone. As a bride, prepared. I like that word, pre-pared. You know, with a paring knife, you cut things out. God's already cut out your blessing. You and the church have got God on hold. You put it over yonder. I don't guess we've got that tape here. Maybe it'll bring it tomorrow night. God's private telephone number. Some of you got it on hold. Well, he ain't here. He's up there. I know he's coming. I don't know when. But I, John, I'm not, I didn't wait for that. I'm not waiting for y'all who waiting for Jesus. I, John, saw past tense way over there on the Isle of Patmos 2,000 years ago. I saw the heavenly city, the new Jerusalem, the new state of consciousness, a new realization, a new demonstration coming down. church and religion and the preachers have got you all so busy trying to get to heaven that you can't see that heaven wants to come down to you. Now, you do what you want to do, but I'm not trying to get to heaven. I'm calling heaven down. Let me hear you say, heaven, come on down here, 310 Riverside Drive, at 103 Street, now I'm going to have you put your address in there. Where you want it to come. 
term metaphysics people are afraid of that but it, it simply means above the physical no more and it comes from the meta physical the spiritual heaven to the realm of mental idea That's in the mental psychic realm. The vibrations are coming down. And then at a certain oscillation of vibration, I'm not going to tell you what the number is yet. A certain number of cycles per second, that heavenly idea, which is invisible, becomes visible. whatever you have called down. Remember in the Pentecostal church we used to sing Jesus on the main line? Well that's wonderful good news but it ain't good enough because you got to tell him what you want. All right Scott Williams give him a great big hand. Tell us on the material level, a definition for money. On the material level, hallelujah. Money is a measure of wealth. It is something with intrinsic value, and it's a medium of exchange whereby buyer-seller transactions are taking place. All right. Now, that's on the material level. But remember, it begins where? In heaven, on the spiritual level, and proceeds down to the mental psychic plane. You see, when it gets to the mental or psychic plane, something else happens. On the psychic plane, an idea contacts whoever and whatever are necessary on earth to bring about the manifestation of that idea. Remember the old spiritual, don't wonder about him. God works a wonder. Don't wonder about him. And God's going to bring you in contact with people that you never met. From the east and the west and the north and the south. Whatever is necessary for that idea 
because as it passes through that mental psychic level, God prepares it. In Jacob's ladder, we see the prayer, the request going up as angels into heaven. Those angels disappear into heaven and come back down the ladder, bringing into manifestation the angel thoughts that you've set up. That's all I can say tonight. God bless you. Let's hear it. Angels are God's thoughts passing to man. They're not just these little limp wrists, namby-pamby, sissified things that they've been drawing for thousands of years. The weak angel like that could never have sprained Jacob's leg. He was wrestling with his thought. God said it. God sent him a powerful thought. Like some of you preachers tonight, you've heard some powerful thoughts. But you're going to have to wrestle with them. Because your members can't stand them. And God sent Jacob a powerful angel for it. He's wrestling with it. He said, listen, but I'm not going to let you go till you bless my soul. But he said, let me go. Now, what does that tell us? When God sends you these powerful angel thoughts, it's not enough for you to grab a hold of the idea and wrestle with it. Turn it loose. Release it. Oh, please release me. Let me go. I want to bless you some more. If you do not release your angel thoughts, inspiration, in time, but rather you hold on to it, should I, shouldn't I, what should I do? See, that's another thing. Never wrestle with how. What did I say? Never wrestle with how. Or you will get your mind out of joint.
There's some of you right here now, God sends you a powerful angel thought. And you're just like Mary. How shall these things be? Seeing that I know not a man. Look, when God sends you an angel thought, you don't need nobody else. You see, now, here is the esoteric meaning of the virgin birth. It is a demonstration of the ability of God to bring about the manifestation of God, the manifestation of good, without human aid. You fundamentalists have thought over it so much that you missed the highest meaning. How shall these things be? I ain't got nobody to help me. I ain't got no money. Shut up. The Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you. to know when you're operating in the intellect, when you're operating in the spirit. The intellect is good in its place. It's not supposed to go beyond its office of choice, of choosing. Choose you this day. It ain't none of your business how. Jesus is on the main line. Tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him. Jesus revealed the principle to us. He shall have whatsoever he says. You say it. Operate just like God. All God had to make the world out of it was his word. Nothing but his word. Let me hear you say nothing but the word. And the earth was dark, void, nothing. Darkness covered the face of the deep. And God said, who is sure is dark in here? No. God said, be light. Come on here. Be light. The, the, the King James did not get the correct esoteric translation. You want to know what the correct esoteric translation is? I am light.
darkness ran from cover. And even in the New Testament, it tells us that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And you'd better get ready creating your world. I am light. I 